it's time for season five of the On to Something podcast. Hey, for those of you who haven't been here before, welcome, welcome, welcome. This podcast is all about those who are creating a life, who crave a lot out of life, but are unsure of how to get there. And today we're starting season five of a series that we call Restless. Basically, the reason we started this series is because rhythms need to change because of how much has just changed in our world and let's date this the world of 2020 and we wanted to build something that would be helpful for you in navigating how do you wrestle but also find rest at the same time in a very much a wrestling world so Stick around for the end of the podcast. We're going to talk about some fun things that we've got coming up and a prize that should be yours and claiming it. So this first episode is how do you know you're restless? And I shared the first step that I took years ago when figuring out that I was restless and I was done with navigating the chaos in my life. So let's go ahead and get started. How do I know when I'm restless? Well, it starts when you write a letter, like the one that I'm about to read to you that I wrote in my notes app uh, a couple years ago. Are you ready for it? Here it goes. If it sounds something like this. Well, I'm going to come out and just say it to you plainly. I am done with you. I can't do this relationship anymore, and here's why. At first, I thought it would be great to have you in my life and near all my great and holy and fun moments, and nothing could be further from the truth. I let you in and you ruined things. I get out of the bed in the morning and you ruin things. As I am trying to sleep, you ruin things. You even evaded my privacy in the bathroom, which we have always said that that is Zane time. That's been a very hard lesson in marriage. You kept promises you couldn't keep. Now, I don't want you to doubt for a second. There were some good times. There were some late nights. There were some fun conversations, but it's not worth how unhealthy everything else in my life has become because of you. Those before me were right. You're no good to me. And when I can't get through a lunch, a meeting, or time with my family without asking, how will this come back to bite me? It's time for us to be finished. This isn't a relationship. This is manipulation. It's time for you to disappear. I can no longer handle you, my red dot. See you never, Zainwitcher. Basically, this is how you know you are restless. When you write a note to the red dot notification on your phone, that small, discreet, annoying, toxic circle that calls itself a notification reminder, that's when you know that you are restless. You may not know who I was writing to or about, but you definitely know what I am talking about when it comes to the red dot. It's that small, annoying notification dot that shows up on all of our apps and in social media, and on our email. It may call itself a reminder, but if anything, it's a reminder of how much of a restless world we have become. 
the little red dot plagues all of our virtual spaces. I mean, literally, if you think about your phone, some of you have a phone that looks like my face when I was in middle school with all the acne and red dots just all around it. It's always on the text messaging app. It taunts us at the top of Instagram, Facebook pages, <laughs> Facebook, rest in peace. It loves to count our emails in our inbox and it looms at the top of an Apple watch if you've ever seen it. What started encroaching on our virtual space is now crowding our emotional and physical space. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you saw the red dot on your phone and you thought, I'll probably never get to that. And I could really care less who was on the other side of that reminder. Let me answer that for myself. Never. I've never thought of that. Even as I walk away saying I won't open it or I won't tap it, I still want to know what is on the other side. And even though I have gotten better at it, the inkling is still there. Here's the hard truth. We live by the red dot. What does it mean to be restless in life? A restless life is a red dot life. It's a life where something is always looming over you. It's a life always stressing when you wake up and as you try to go to bed. It's boredom that makes you curse the discontentment as you wonder why your life can't be like your friends that you knew back in high school. It's a life of going on autopilot to try and tackle the urgent, but never the important. It's a life where from the moment other people start talking, you find yourself upset at everything they're possibly saying. It's almost as if it would be great to wear a sign that says, hello, do not frustrate me today. It's a life where everything, listen, it's a life where everything and everyone is tiring. A restless life is a red dot life. Now, I know that you've been doing this life thing for a while, and if you've lived it long enough, you know that there are phases where restlessness comes and goes. And there is a difference, though, between coming and going and staying a constant in your life. And I would say the way that things have shifted in 2020, the amount of unrest that we have, most of us are living in a constant state of it. I remember in my high school, my in my high school years, my father felt this constant urgency to move his legs whenever he was sitting or trying to go to bed or just relaxing. And at one point, we did what all professionals do. We wikipedia it, and we also went to WebMD to look up the symptoms. And we found that the closest thing we could diagnose him with was RLS, which is just restless leg syndrome. And when evaluating the diagnosis, uh, one of the solutions was to do this. Nothing. And because of, you know, the fear that my father and I both share of uh, not desiring to go anywhere that has uh, a hospital bed close to it, which, by the way, made my profession very difficult because I have to. But because of our fears of that and also like, you know who like takes those suckers from doctors? suckers because why in the first place would you go to no i'm just kidding there is a place for the doctor i'm just not sure where our place is for anyways because of our fears of all things medical my father loved the option of doing nothing about it and chose it and still today he lives 
with restless leg syndrome. Now, in a lot of ways, he's adjusted to it. But one of the long-term effects, though, is that our furniture, whatever he uses, tends to get worn down in the areas where his legs rest because he's always moving his feet back and forth in the bed, in the recliner, on the couch. And after a while, it wears through the material. Sure, you can live in a state of restlessness and chalk it up to, that's just my life. But I'm here to tell you, it will wear you down and maybe more importantly, it will wear other people down. There are side effects. The way I see it wear people down is after being constantly restless, you begin to no longer spend energy on what matters to you most in life. You just spend energy on the immediate things that are in front of you, surviving the day, not thriving through it. Restless wears you down because it's a red dot life. I remember a couple of years ago, John Mark Comer explained this in a great way when talking about sunset fatigue. It's simply that mode of operation in the world where you go and go all day. And by the time you get home, your motivation, even if your intention is there, your motivation is waning as far as spending it on what matters most. He's got this great short statement for explaining restlessness. He, he says it like, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it for you, but he says it like this. When you're restless, the go-to things that matter are the first things to go. When you're restless, the go-to things that matter are the first things to go. Isn't this true? When we're exhausted, when we're agitated, when we're rushed, when we're overworked, we begin to throw out the things that matter first. Things like time with those who are most significant to us, uh, centering yourself on God, uh, things like eating a meal, brushing your teeth, consuming Pop-Tarts. Wait, that's just me. But here's the thing. You don't have to live in a restless state. But here's how you know it's come to a full term that it's developed, that it's time to address it, it's undeniably there. When you start talking about restlessness as something that's happening to you instead of through you. Think about it this way. When's the last time that you've evaluated your last rant? Like, think about your last real good rant. Oh, you don't rant. Oh, is that what you're trying to say to me? Okay. For all two of my introverts out there that are listening to this podcast who don't enjoy a good word vomit over your loved ones, uh, let me put this to you this way. When's the last time you've evaluated the last rant that took place inside your head? Because I know if you're an internal processor, you have these. How have you sorted through your word vomit to see how you talked about your day in that rant? Do you talk about it in the posture of like you setting yourself up for it? Or do you talk about it as in everything happened to you? Is it everyone else's fault or are you one of the main people at fault? Or is it always everyone else to blame? Sure, chaos will happen to us. Our world, though, is way more like a tide on a beach. Chaos is part of the come and go rhythm of life, but we tend to paint our lives as if we're always living in a hurricane. And if we are, it's because 
we are contributing to the things that are creating the hurricane. There's an unsettling but freeing beginning point in addressing your restlessness. And it mainly starts with recognizing the state you find yourself in is a choice. Yes, you didn't pick the things that happened to you, but you did pick the posture in which you came at the day. You can work out of a place of rest, not restlessness, in the chaos of your life. You just have to start something different. Now, what's the thing that you start? This is the thing that I remember hitting a wall multiple times and finally decide this was the shift that had to happen. It simply starts with committing to a different posture towards life. What do I mean by that? A life that isn't reactive, but proactive. A life that doesn't survive to find rest, but seeks to wade through life out of rest. It's a life that is intentionally putting rest in the rhythm, not when you need it, but before you need it. Sure, you may be fine right now, but were you fine when you were cramming for that assignment that was at 11.45 p.m. and it was due at midnight? Did you keep your cool when everything blew up at work or when things didn't work well with family? Did you find yourself appreciating someone that thought of you to ask for help when they reached out. If you didn't keep your cool there, if you found yourself exhausted afterwards, it's probably time to make some different choices. It's time to find some rest in order to wrestle well with the world that comes at us each day. The world needs you to wrestle well in it, and it starts with working out of a place of rest. And here's the kicker. Rest isn't being passive. Rest is a different form of wrestling. It's wrestling for the things that matter most in life that you can give yourself to. Let me bring it back around to you and get in your face for a minute when talking about this, because why else are we on this podcast if I'm not speaking very frank to you? Here it goes. Life is really hard right now. Every day is bringing new challenges into your world. Life in a pandemic, rightfully so, is stressful. The amount of social and political unrest right now is needing, and it's needed, but it's taxing. The demands of your life right now are changing in ways that they may have not had to before. And if you haven't adjusted your rhythm In this quarter of 2020, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking if you haven't adjusted your rhythm in the last month, there's most likely some space to do some different things. Okay, I I really want you to grab hold of this one. If you're not getting rest holistically, you are most likely exhausting the people around you, including yourself. You're exhausting all of us by how you are allowing your day-to-day to exhaust you. There are different choices to make. You don't have to live the red dot life. You might have inherited the red dot life, but you can go to your settings and change it. And that's what this series is for. It's about changing your settings to help you find some rest in order to wrestle well in the world. It's about you no longer being restless. So here's how it starts. This is the starting line. This is where 
rest begins in this wrestling world that we exist in. This is the starting place that I at least started my journey to have a different posture towards life. It's with this easy step. Start and end your day with something that's meaningful to you. Before you do anything else, when you wake up, do something meaningful. Before you lay your head down to rest, do something meaningful. Take this as your first step of rest. Usually when we think of rest, we think of it so much in the category of just a nap or a Netflix show, which is not true because some of the most restful things in life take energy because they're the most meaningful things in life. Meaningful helps us get to holistically restful. Let me put it to you this way. I found just a couple weeks ago that because of the demands of each day, I actually shelved running, which is hard for Zane to do. But I'm actually changing the beginning of my day to where I don't start with running, but I actually start with walking because I need that pace because the rest of my day is now a different pace. I'll probably get back to it at some point, but this is the shift that needs to happen for rest. Every morning in Zane's world starts with scripture and praying and walking. These are now the non-negotiables for right now. I used to have a different rhythm of how we did it. And in the future episodes, I'll talk about how I've changed the rhythm slightly. But now I have those at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day usually involves tea and reflection with my wife. I know that's a grandpa answer, but you also got to see I'm in a place in life where uh, we just trying to find some stable things. But creating space for rest in order to not be restless the rest of the day is the key. What can you do? How can you start and end your day with something meaningful? That's what you can do. Start and end your day with something that matters. And you may just find the rest of your day you care about what matters as well. Hey, thanks for taking a minute to listen. Um, it was an honor to be with you during your workout or your drive or I don't know where else I could be with you. I guess just in your earbuds. But I hope that this series is going to be helpful for us because if I can't emphasize it enough, if your rhythms have not changed over the past couple of weeks, it's probably time to evaluate it. So with the Restless series, we've got something really fun that's coming up. Uh, there is going to be a contest that comes with this series, and there's going to be a really cool giveaway that's coming up. So if you do not follow social media, that's the place that you'll want to go to be able to find the details. It's going to be coming out in a week or two. And also, you can always go to our Instagram bio and uh, click on the link that's there and you can get on our email list. If you're on the email list, you get updates, you get gifts, and you also get tools of different things that we talk about. So next week, I'm going to be talking about what is inevitably going to happen when you engage in rest. And if you haven't had this happen, you most likely haven't hit a place of rest yet. This is Zane. Signing off from a very small closet this morning. And uh, I hope for us to spend some more time in your car, gym, wherever we are. Peace.